Just seeing all of y'all enjoying being together, fellowshipping, makes me think about this song. Now, y'all do not have to stand. You know, it is so precious that on Sunday morning and Sunday night, y'all stand the whole worship service. That is so wonderful. I appreciate that. But for this song, you don't have to stand. This is a happy song that I thought about while I saw y'all standing in the middle of the aisle, just enjoy and be together. It feels so good just being here again. It feels so good feeling what I feel again. Oh, there's just nothing I like better than God's children getting together.
He knew where you were headed when you ran up against a brick wall. He knew and knows now nothing shall be impossible to you. We do have scripture in the book of Ecclesiastes that tells us there is a time to everything under the sun. A time to be born, a time to die, time to do everything. And so timing is very major, particularly if your boss is dependent on you. Particularly if God has called you to do a work. And, uh, well, God, you know, I'm just so busy. Every man's work shall be tried as by fire. But then every man shall receive a reward according to his works. Sometimes it's just a whole lot easier to pick out several scriptures that have the word saved in it. But tonight I want us to do and realize people are not wrong when they say we're saved by faith. But when they don't understand what they're saved from and saved into, that's a whole lot different picture than going to heaven. There's a lot of things that you have escaped because you had a walk with Jesus. And so there are times in which we come to these prayer sessions praying for our brothers and sisters and the sick. And we grab hold of faith and say, look, whether quick are by days I know in whom I have believed. I know he is able to perform that which I have asked. I know that he will never leave nor forsake us. So if all he does is comfort us in our afflictions, that's in the book. So tonight as we stand and we honor these needs, Sister Mary Martin, Sister Sue Smith, Billy Trinata, Edna Hell, Erlene Edwards, Becky Chapman, Lloyd Usry, Alex Stephen, Larry Munnett, Steve and Amanda, Jonathan Dickey, and I mentioned it to you the other night, Jonathan took some good long steps and that is so wonderful. Sister Dickie, it was the same basically going on today. Folks, that's a, that's a miracle. And Jonathan Drake, needs a liver transplant. You know that his dad got the Holy Ghost in this church back when Brother Dehart was here. Lila has cancer and needs another surgery. If you've got any faith at all, I want you to pray.
put a prayer with it and believe God for every one of these needs that we have mentioned. Father, you have angels waiting to accomplish the task of upgrading life to fulfilling your promises escorting people away from their dilemma into their glory and tonight I am praying for powerful results for those who are looking toward heaven I cry out to you tonight for the spirit of victory to live in our voice telling others God is with you we prayed for you I'm asking you tonight to send a host of angels to rise up against the dark clouds of unbelief and doubt a ray of light to these that are in sickness that are signed up to head to Branson, Missouri tomorrow. The fifth daylight savings time ends. What does that mean? You get more sleep or less? More. That's what I was afraid of. Seventh, exo marriage. If you have friends outside the church that people that could use some extra emphasis in their marriage. This is a good um, ministry that's going on here. The 12th is Youth Sunday, and as of now, Brother Seth Williams looks like may get to be with us for that week. So you be praying about that and be praying for his grandmother-in-law. 
The 13th is Ladies United Fellowship, and the 21st is Tuesday midweek service. And just a whole lot of stuff going on. The eating meeting is the 23rd. They call it Thanksgiving, but it's an eating meeting mainly. And then the 26th is Mission Pledges New. Don't you enjoy coming to brothers and sisters that have a radiant life and look around and you just see smiles everywhere? Just try it. Some that didn't even intend to smile just, just did it. It's just amazing what the atmosphere of God and godliness produces. Praise God. The ushers are making their way to the front and we appreciate these ushers and all of you that give and let's just bless this wonderful cause.
Praise God. I'd like to have about five people to stand up one after another and testify a little bit as we move deeper into this meeting. And uh, you can start with the first five letters of the alphabet if your name fits those first A, B, C, D, E. Sister Dickie. Praise God. Hallelujah. And any other part of the letters? Brother Wade, great to have you in Paris, Texas. Brother Wade, roots grow deep here. I said roots grow deep here. Somebody else. Awesome, awesome. All right. Somebody from over in this section.
praise God. All right, now the side's moving back over here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. One more from wherever. Up in the booth upstairs. Feel free, those of you that are high and lifted up. Brother Nathan. Praise God. You know, Brother Nathan has left a lot of memories around this place and out at the lake property particularly. One night before we had any kind of plumbing or RVs, we had tents. Do you even remember that, Brother Crawford? <laughs> Bunch of young people and I wish you could have seen him. He just took his tent and started with both arms dragging it to his car. He was through with camping. So many nice memories. My wife and I have relived through the years the, the beautiful privilege of being a part of your world and of course the recent Sunday blessings and cards and mainly the honest integrity of your life toward Christendom and ministry is, is just a big deal. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm going to say this probably four or five times in the next four or five months. So I don't want you to think I've lost my mind doing it because it's well planned. But I'm really anxious for us to do what my dad did for me for a lot of years. And he would just come through and say something and then I would maybe not respond or not respond real well. And, and he would sort of just pretty gently but strongly pat me on the back and say, son, just think. Think. And he would just drive that in. And so 
I uh, encourage us. The Bible said, if there be any virtue, if there be any good, think on these things. The reason is when you squeeze on a thought, you, you literally meditate on a thought. You squeeze the spirit of that thought into your life. And uh, that's why you don't want to focus on things that are not godly. And for years, we were totally against any kind of television or anything of that nature because people would relive the shooting, the fighting, the illicit pictures that come up. And they talked more about that than they did church services. And I know you don't do that, but that's what they did back then. And, uh, and so probably you're going to hear this statement that uh, the Lord talked to me about just recently. Two of the highest paid and most powerful people in the world. And they lost it all went bankrupt. You don't think of it that way because we extricate so much of Scripture and put it in an allocation of God's life. But the reason I am trying to put things together for us, God wants to be the big deal in our life. And he wants to, us to think on what got these people bankrupt. He wants us to think about how many people were bankrupt and he fed them and they actually killed Goliath and put the army to running instead of them running. One little guy with a sling. When we think about the possibility of you or myself becoming so plush with exclusive, dynamic faith that says this thing is not coming apart before I am in Jesus, complete in him. I don't want a foot hanging out for the world. And I don't want an ear for the world. Adam and Eve had everything and lost it. Because they did not appreciate what they had, it became routine and redundant and it had lost its significance and meaning to walk with the king. What some people do just to go across the sea to see a king's house, to relate a little bit with a snapshot of a celebrated ball player. 
You've got people around you in this church that hell would have took them out a long time ago if he could have. We need to talk about those people that have fought battles and tell our neighbors, you've got people living in your city. Yes, we've got hypocrites that talk in tongues. Yes, we've got gossipers that try to live godly with their clothing. Yes, we've got that going on. We've got to think about that. This thing's about to wrap up. But I'm not afraid to preach him. He knows no stopping place. He hasn't lost any of his capital gains. His investment is right there. Look at your neighbor and say, you're his investment. And he wants returns on his investment. Matter of fact, does he not only want returns? He said, if you don't praise me, I won't be there. But if you will praise me, you will call me without calling on me. Because whenever you praise my name, I'm coming. But I will not take Somebody that loves the world and applauses the world and applauds everything going on around them more than they do the one who gives them every breath and keeps their blood flowing and keeps their mind clean. I'm telling you, it's time for the church to shout. It's time for the church to rejoice. The people of God ought to be shouting their praises. I could be a whoremonger. I could be an adulterer. I could be a fornicator. But thanks be unto God, he called me out of that world and said, come unto me and I will give you peace and joy and righteousness. They went bankrupt because they quit appreciating what they had. And it got to be so routine, they involved themselves with Satan. That's the start of the big book. He didn't hide one thing. He's not going to hide one thing. He said everybody is going to stand at the judgment. And whatever's in that book, and it's not under the blood, it's coming out. I'm not willing to go through some routine with this stuff and applaud and please flesh. He said, if you don't crucify your flesh and the lust thereof, you can't be my disciple. It's got to go under every morning. It's got to come loose. I'm telling you, separation starts. Love not the world, neither the things in the world. For if any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. That's in blood. We 
must be careful about telling everybody how much of what we love and then fail to tell them that our biggest love is Jesus Christ. The devil robbed them of their wealth and their position and they wound up lonely, feeling like God didn't care. What do you mean God didn't care? What do you mean that God don't mind? All you got to do is humble yourself before him and repent and say, my God, I choose you and I will never have a relationship with Satan again. But they kept walking in sinfulness. And he raised up the law and he raised up blood sacrifices and people would offer blood sacrifices but they had to offer their best animal. Their best. Sunday was a day of the Sabbath and a lot of people tried to carry it on but then nowadays Sunday's just another day. And if we're not careful, the ball game is more attractive than the prayer meeting. What is that? If I am going to take a position of all of your kindness and goodness and a pastor appreciation day, I'm telling you, I am not worth anything if I don't preach to you Jesus. I am not worth one hoot. I'm telling you I don't deserve the tithing if I don't preach the one that put the law in place and said if you'll do that and then give your offerings, I will come to you and I will furnish you things that you will applaud me for and not applaud yourself because you have learned how to make a lot of money. No, friend, I'm not going to take God's people and their applause to ministry and then not feed them two of the wealthiest people that were ever in this earth went bankrupt, went under, we don't think like that. And then a little boy kills a bear and kills a lion and we get scared of somebody saying something about us or gossiping against us and we worry about our own life. I'm here to tell you it's high time for a church to take off carnality and say, look, we are not going to live after the flesh. We are going to pray and praise not because we're apostolic or Pentecostal, but because he redeemed us, because he's challenging hell with us. I refuse to just go through some routine when God is saying, come unto me and I will give you and you will find rest for your weariness. Oh, I'll tell you what, how's that life going? Oh, I'll tell you what, it's been tough lately. That is tough to preach, ain't it? Hello? Oh, it's real tough, ain't it? Got money in the bank, money in our pocket, and got stuff in the closet.
that we can't even wear we got so much of it. Huh? Oh, it's real tough, isn't it? I'll tell you what's tough. Get up in the morning and not have a God that's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think. And all he wants to do that is somebody to praise me. Praise him with a dance. Praise him with a loud voice. Praise him with a shout of triumph. Praise him with the clapping of the hands. Praise ye the Lord. And I'm telling you, I'm watching a generation of people out here that I'm telling you, it's like a struggle to to really do God the kind of praise he deserves. I mean, it's like really, oh yeah, hell yeah, let's get on with it. Get on with what? This is the life. Christ in us. Christ operating through us. God in us. Creative energy in us. We can create with our mind and our spirit absolute revival that hell cannot stop and hell can't rob our kids because joy, peace, and righteousness is always a trump over debt and fear and worry and all the other stuff that's going on. It's high time. He said it's high time to awaken. What is he meaning? Come to your senses. Think about what's out there waiting on you. You got angels, and they've counted that 10,000 angels per person in the world are ready to give you joy and give you peace and give you righteousness and give you glory. I'm here to tell you, we ought to stand right now and give him the loudest praise we can. Jesus, listen in. Paris is not going to sleep. We're not getting fed up. We are getting excited. Oh, hallelujah. You don't know how much it means to me that you have fed me, but you don't also know how much it has caused me to hit my knees and to study this book and to wake up in the middle of the night and have relationship with God that he could fill my heart with things such as this. Adam and Eve walked daily with the king twice. But it didn't mean enough to them. They got used to the power. They got used to having a lot of stuff. And they found them another God. A God that depleted them from joy. 
a God that depleted them, left them feeling like they were nothing, left them feeling like they were inadequate, left them feeling like nobody cared, left them feeling with all the weird stuff that goes on with flesh. I'm preaching and trying to teach the best I can because I'm telling you what he's going to do. If I take his tithe money, he is going to hold me accountable for this pulpit and for what I preach and how I live and I refuse to live in spiritual poverty when the wealth of the king is on on the the market and all you got to do is humble yourself to him and call on him with all of your heart, soul, mind and strength and say God I have a church people down here they need a spirit of revival they need a ministry that will literally take them to dimensions of thinking that will absolutely outmaneuver the power structure of hell and demons and they won't worry they will not fear they will not hiccup about everything they will be dancing and the power of the Holy Ghost and the fire will quench the wickedness Later, in the church age, God highlights and chooses the speaker for his opening of the church, the church age. In this responsible position, God warns the speaker, leader, with a strong warning. Simon, Satan hath desired to sift you as wheat, but I have prayed for you that you don't succumb to that. Could I tell you that God has prayed for you that you don't succumb to that? Simon Peter walked up to the stage, a fisherman smelling like the world, but he had become such a relationship with the messianic priest that rules the world, that is coming back to judge the world. And he looked at that messianic priest and he said, one thing I will do, I will not go to the priest of the world, but I will follow the king of kings and I will preach nothing less than the king is able to give to us everything we need. He may let us go through stripes. He may let us go through torment. He may let us go through the jail, but Simon Peter wouldn't give up. He was afflicted in many ways, but only to let the world see 
Jesus in him. There's more God available than the weakness of flesh. There's more God available than we have ever produced. I'm here to tell you, he is a well that never runs dry. And if that well is in us and the lid is off, there is no limit to what we can furnish a world that is plagiarized. I wish somebody would stand and plead the blood over your people around you in your neighborhood right now. Plead the blood of Jesus over your neighborhood. We're not just going to come to this house. We are going to activate glory. We're going to activate the blood. We're going to activate authority. We're going to activate it in our home. We're going to tell our family more about what God's doing. That's it. Let's go ahead and plead the blood over the hurting the afflicted. We're going to see miracles and signs and wonders because God is stirring up. God bless you as you're seated. I just really like that prayer that Jesus prayed over Simon. I wish you'd tell your neighbor right now, your wife or your husband, God's already prayed for you that you not fail. That you won't fall prey to flesh. That your prayers will have faith instead of fear that God didn't care enough to do it. Faith that on his own clock It's amazing as a pastor or a tender of the sheep. It is of necessity that as Simon helped to begin the church, the body of Christ, that as a pastor and accomplishes the cutout of that same role. It's not about how good a preacher can preach. It's about what the preacher preaches and the spirit of the preaching of the word. Flesh caters to flesh and it is so in the flesh. We like to hear what we are already doing. We like to be applauded for what we did 10 years ago. We like to be applauded for being so much greater than everybody in the city. Oh, man, we are the people. No, no, no. We are his bride. We are his bride, his inferior partner. We are the inferior part of the groom. But because he pulls us in, we as the bride and the groom become one because of intimacy. That's why adultery and fornication are a pitiful, powerless part of life. And yet men are falling for it week after week. Women weary because they got weary in life 
And then they became weary of the relationship. It's all about giving. I don't intend for one of us to go bankrupt. I don't intend for any of us that carry checks on the bank of heaven and don't cash them at the window of prayer and we just keep them in our purse, a, a little prayer that, oh, I wish that would happen. And, oh, I wish that would happen. No, 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 no. Intercession gets it done. And that's when we plead the blood of Jesus. Now, Jesus, you told us that if we would honor your word and live by your word and absolutely let your word be the dictation of our footsteps and be the dictation of our thought patterns, you said... I will be with you, but I will send you angels and you would remunerate us for anything that we might have lost. You said, I will make it up to you, but it won't just be made up to you. It will be fourfold. You said that. You said that if you lost it or somebody stole it, I will meet it back out to you four times bigger than you had it, four times more than you had before. I'm talking to some people tonight. You got hand out and you're a right man you're a right lady God I need thee oh how I need thee I'm going to need you in the morning I'm going to praise you in the morning I know you have what you operate by pleasing the praise of your people just pleasing the, the praise of your people and then you said I will send angels because I will be wherever people are praising me. Asking for forgiveness ought not to be a problem, particularly when he says, call on me in the day of trouble and repent. Just change. Repentance is just change. I refuse to live in doubt. I refuse to live in fear. I refuse to live on mediocre I refuse to be a rich man and not have joy and peace and wind up in hell because the rich man in hell lift up his eyes and he was just at the edge of heaven. That's where he lived. At the edge. That story is a whole lot more than just the rich man winding up in hell. He lived watching a man that lived for God. He lived and became rebellion. And he became self-centered. And he liked what he was. And the pride of life got him. But he lived in hell. Think about these things. Think how much you might carry to hell and think how much you don't have to have of this world to wind up in heaven. Could we praise him just a quiet type praise from way down deep in our heart? Thank you for calling me. Thank you for allowing me to come into your presence. To come and to banquet with you at the feast of Passover, the worship service.
the praise is If you can pray in the Holy Ghost right now, I'm telling you, there is a saturation in this house. It may reach the farthest person you've got on your prayer list. But right now, if you can pray in the Holy Ghost, you won't even know where all God's going to take that prayer. Hallelujah. It's a great time to pray in the Holy Ghost. Howbeit in the Spirit we speak mysteries. For the Spirit itself maketh intercession with the Father for us, with groanings that cannot be uttered. You can't say it deep enough, but if your heart's got it in you, it, it's time for the church to pray in the Holy Ghost, not for others to hear us, but to pray in the Holy Ghost. Oh, Kandayala. in our city, in our neighborhood. Oh, God, you gave it all so you could reach all. We are part of that all. I wish somebody would just really pour it out. We don't mind standing up in a crowd at a ball game, but for some reason we get timid when it comes to travailing in the Holy Ghost in a service. Somehow we get timidified, and we, we don't want anybody to hear us so much. But I'm telling you that it's coming back to the parish United Pentecostal Church. You're going to hear travail happening because God is either going to fill our bags with the riches or he is going to bankrupt us. I don't want to bankrupt a history of having had it. Having, to, having had those days when we had limited cooling and heating and yet we had joy and power and I refused to let the heated element and the cool element and all the things that we wear and the things we ride in, I refused to let that be my king and my worship and my praise. I'm going to appreciate every bit of it but the one I'm going to praise is when I come to his house, I'm I'm not going to be peddling a bunch of junk in his house. I'm going to bring worthy stuff to his house. I'm going to bring a memory to his house. I'm going to bring a petition about my neighbor to his house. I am going to pray in the Holy Ghost. I am not going to just go through some little deal called a service. I'm going to touch the hem of his garment no matter what everybody else does. Has anybody got a prayer for all of us before we move on? Anybody like to get up and just pray for this pastor and this whole church and the passion that we are feeling tonight? Is there anybody that synchronizes with that? Pour it out, Brother Griffith. Oh. Oh. 
First Corinthians 13 is a cutout for all spiritual leaders and hungry men and women. God so loved. Love just can't stop reaching for the needs of a world that's decadent. Rather curse than worship. Make more of a noise shouting over things that are not eternal. Oh, God help us. Satan is at it now. He is trying to corrupt love. When the Bible says it clearly, love not the world, neither the things in the world, for if any man, he don't just stop at the stop sign. He puts a screaming epitaph to it. And when he says, neither the things in the world, and then that epitaph. For if any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. What does the word Father mean? Somebody say Source. The love of the source of life. The love of the source of joy. The love of the source of peace. The love of the source of glory. The love of the source. God is a jealous God. And he said, there won't be another God in front of me. And he said, pastor, if you're really going to be an appreciable pastor, you preach me and me crucified. And then you follow me and you crucify your flesh. And then you share with them the glory of being a disciple of the master of the sea, the master of the lightning, the master of the grave, the master. There's nothing he couldn't master. He let them stuff him bloody garments in a graveyard but he knew God was in him and if you've got the Holy Ghost you've got God in you I refuse not to activate that power could we pray pray authentically not some 20-year-old prayer. What do you want to happen tonight? What is it you want to happen tomorrow? I refuse to go to bed without a dream, without a vision of why I'm getting up tomorrow and breathing his air and why I'm using his house I refuse just to go through a routine. I want bread and I want wine because those are symbols of the word and the spirit. Sweetheart, could, you, could we sing that song, He Touched Me? 
and oh, the joy. There's no way I could do justice. But the excitement of church services is this. You grow mentally, spiritually, but Brother brother Griffith, I mean, Brother Griffith, you and Brother Jeff are pretty good-sized fellows. Would you find some little peewee here and just hug them good and let them know uh, and, and if you get hugged, uh, please don't take offense to being a peewee. These men are, Brother Price, you, you, you operate over in the gifts over here. That's right. Just love somebody. That's the gift of love. I feel the Holy Ghost in this house. I said, I feel the Holy Ghost in this house. Somebody say freedom. When you're free, that's Holy Ghost power. You don't have to have something going on out yonder. I feel the Holy Ghost in the house right now. There's liberty in the house. You're not worried about what anybody's looking at. You're just wanting him to know. I love you and I'm going to serve you every day and I'm going to bring my body under subjection and I'm going to praise your name every day. And if you know that song, it's all right to sing with them. Oh, the joy. Joy unspeakable. That floods my God. Some of you ladies, if you would, get up and go find another sister. Let her know you mean a lot to me. When that scripture says, let brotherly love continue, it means the sisters too. Oh, there's a Holy Ghost revival. Fixing a splash across this area. We're not going to hold it back any longer and keep it over here in reserve in the house of God. The waves are going on out yonder. Sing it with them with all of your heart. Do like I do. Don't worry about carrying the tune. Just carry the words. Oh, yes. Yes. the house of God and worshiping God blends the body it's like you eat chicken and you eat rice or green beans but when it gets in the body it goes through and gets in the blood 
and your whole body experiences the beauty of enrichment. And that just sort of smile at somebody and watch them smile back. It, it just works. And that's why we shake hands when we come in the house. That's why we look at one another and say, I'm glad you're here. And what happens is we fulfill the scripture that says, let brotherly love continue. That brotherly love moves over to the ladies. God knows that when you see your husband doing that, that is a invitation to do that also. Would you pray for every preacher in this city right now? For God to fulfill his promise. There's going to be a bunch of preachers in this community that's going to receive the Holy Ghost and going to get baptized in the name of Jesus. Because we are sending living letters to the whole generation around us. We're not sending paupers. We're sending Holy Ghost rivers. We're not sending paupers. We're carrying the wealth of heaven in our mind. The wealth of heaven in our heart. That's what we're carrying if we're really his kids. Play it and sing it while we're just sort of looking around and letting the body. Look at who all's here tonight. Let it feed you to know they care about what's happening in our city. They wouldn't be here if they didn't care. They wouldn't be here if they didn't want the burden and the passion of the Messiah. That's what we do come to the house of God for. To get bread. To get fed. To renew the spirit of the whole show. Not going through some Pentecostal routine. I'm going through the blood of Jesus. I am going through Holy Ghost and fire. I am at liberty. I can't praise him enough for the door of Pentecostals. Opening the door. But that's not a dead end street. It's not a well or a cistern you get in. It is a flow of living water that comes out of us in every voice in every thought pattern they can tell when we are talking their language oh I just hate so and so I tell you I've just been so disappointed in so and so if you've got to talk about disappointments take them to the cross don't wear your brother or sister out. Take them to the cross. He knows how to handle disappointments. He was disappointed. But he had a sovereignty about him, a spirit inside him that said, I refuse to get down. Kill me if you want to, but I'm not going to stay in a graveyard. You try to destroy my reputation in the city, I'm not living there. I'm coming out of the grave. I'm going to live again. I may have done stupid, but I'm going to get wisdom. It's going to light up my life. Would you give God a hand clap for the choice that he's given us? Oh, Jesus, thank you for this great family. Thank you for those that are online. 
Thank you, God, for the opportunity to be the bride of Christ. We're not going bankrupt. We're not going under. We're going to invest. Investments in the lives of the pitiful bring about powerful. If you're going to invest, I want you to tell Jesus quietly or loudly, I'm going to invest in our city. I'm going to invest in our city. I'm going to find somebody that will listen to me about my Jesus. Thank you. And again, I cannot thank you enough for letting me be a pastor in a city that needs you and me to come out of these meetings with fire, with destiny, and with passion. I love you. I care. Y'all look pretty good to me. Matter of fact, you look plumb good. Have a great night. Those of you that are riding the bus, tomorrow, get ready. Gonna be a great time at six o'clock in the morning. Right here off of the campus, we're gonna launch.